busy means that you have time poverty. That's what busy is. And, and I think just that word helps me really think about, do I want to be busy? Do I want to have time poverty? Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. Today's episode is the first in a two-part series about time management. We talk about the 10th step of the GrowAbility model, how to maximize time. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. You know what I love about GrowAbility, Joshua? I love the fact that what we talk about, that it works for any organization. It's not just business. Yeah, you know, about that, Bernie, the original idea that I had for the GrowAbility model, I was actually in India. I was visiting this nonprofit organization that was doing this incredible work. And I, I was thinking so much like, oh, if this organization only ran a little bit more streamlined, the dedication of the people at this company, the heart, the beautiful things that they're doing, it's so great. If only they were a little bit more organized. Mm-hmm. This is, golly, this is like 2007. And oh, wow. I'm sitting at my hotel room and I'm like, I need to build a model that will work at this this nonprofit organization in India, but at the same time, it will be good enough to work at Coca-Cola. Right. And uh, and that was that was a big piece of how growability was derived. In fact, there are a lot of times in the model where I'm like, is this gonna work at Coca-Cola? Mm-hmm. And then there are a lot of times in the model, like, is this gonna work in a fishing village in India? And so what GrowAbility does, though, is it really combines both of those things. Yes, it works at the Coca-Cola level. Yes, it also works at the fishing village level. And so what you love about GrowAbility is actually intentional. (laughs) Yeah, and it's great because I work with a lot of people who are working cross-culturally. And there's always this question when I step into like a collaborative or a consulting session with someone who's in Southeast Asia or in Central China or someplace and I'm thinking, all right, is this going to work there? And so far, right. uh, it totally has. Um, I love it. Hey, I'm excited about today's because session 10, the leaves of the tree, the statement that we are going to learn about today is how to maximize your time. How do you get all this stuff done? Yeah, there's kind of two ways to get things done. One way is to be very intense. The other way is to be very intentional. Personally, I am somebody who kind of morphed from being intense into being intentional. I used to get a lot of stuff done by just being intense. Hey, this needs done. I'm going to get it done. If you're in the way, get out of the way because I'm going to get this done. And, and, And a lot of leaders have that style. They get stuff done. There's the intense leader. What I've realized is that it's kind of hard to be the intense leader and still retain friendships. (laughs) Can I I just want to interrupt you right there, Joshua, because you and I have known each other for a long time. Okay. We're talking decades now, right? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I remember you and I having lunch somewhere, which we did often. There was some project I was working on, and I was like, ah, I don't like this thing. I don't want to have to do this thing. Like, I hate this project. I don't even remember what it was. And I remember you saying, well, you know, Sometimes when you got a product that you don't want to do, you just got to punch it in the face. (laughs) And I just felt like that was the intensity, Josh. And honestly, like that's something to this day. I'm like, I still think of that because I still am like, 
I've got this project I need to do. I don't want to do it, but I'm just going to punch <laughs> it in the face and get it done. So oh, there's a absolutely it, right. What happens is the tasks that aren't done that are staring us in the face, they're like the bullies that taunt us all day long. Like you didn't get this done. You didn't get this <laughs> done. And then they're just in the back of our mind the whole day. We feel like, yeah, I didn't get this thing done. But the only way that you deal with a bully is you run up and punch him in the face. If you That's punch right. a bully in the face, you know, he might take you out, but he's not going to he's not going to pick on you anymore because he knows every time he tries to pick on you, he's going to get punched in the face. So right. one of the ways to solve a problem is to is to be intense. Just adding to that, I just finished a book called 4000 Weeks. Highly recommend it. It's a great book about time management. And yeah. one of the points that he makes in this book is that you could be as intense as you want. Yeah, but you're not going to get it all done. Like recognizing, okay, I need to be more intentional about what I do because I'm not going to be able to get everything done anyway. Yeah. If you don't have more things than you can actually do, you're probably not aiming high enough with your organization. In a business, we always have more things that we can do. So instead, what we need to replace that with is I feel satisfied when the most important things are getting done regularly. I'm, I, I work in an intentional rhythm. If we can become very intentional about how we manage our time, combine our efforts for a fruitful result, we can get in incredible amounts done. And that's one of the things we've had conversations with people. And I think we've all kind of heard, hey, busy is, is not a badge, right? Like we know. Yeah. That. And I, I feel like a lot of people have kind of come to that, like back probably 20 years ago, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm busy. You know, there, there's right. that was sort of a badge that people had. I don't think people are as proud of the fact that they're busy as they used no. to be. No. But the fact is, is it hasn't changed. Why is it that people are busy and stressed? They Even though they know they shouldn't be, they, they yeah. still are. Let me give you some good definitions for the words busy and stressed. Busy means that you have time poverty. That's what busy is. And, and I think just that word helps me really think about, do I want to be busy? Do I want to have time poverty? Do I want to not be available when somebody calls or when I have a meeting? If busy is time poverty, stress is task poverty. Mm -hmm. So stress happens when I have a lot of things on my to-do list, that I can't get done. A huge part of the reason why we have things on our to-do list that can't be done is because we don't know how to properly assemble our time and our tasks in a way that we can reasonably get them done. In other words, we're not intentional with our time. We're not intentional with our tasks. But the root cause of stress and the root cause of busy is distraction. Oh, we have become a society where distraction is ubiquitous. I wake up in the morning and before I drink my cup of coffee or walk to the bathroom, I'm going to be distracted by something on my phone. I'm right. going to have a text message. Our economy is largely driven by technology. Mm. Technology is largely driven by advertising. Advertising makes its money through distraction. Yeah. If I if the advertiser cannot jump out and grab my attention, 
it won't make any money. If it doesn't make any money, it won't be on the really good technology platform. If it's not on the really good technology platform, it's never going to grow. So we have to realize that distraction is the enemy. If I am going to be an intentional person, I have to manage my time in such a way that I'm doing the appropriate thing at the appropriate time in the appropriate way. If if you want to lead an organization, you have to become a good time manager and you have to become a good task manager. And the way that you do that is what we're going to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, what you just said about distraction is so good. You can do really great quality work, but you're going to have to get rid of distraction. You're going to have to figure out how to beat this thing. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. If I'm going to go plant vegetables and I have a plot of land and I've going to have some corn and I've got to have some tomatoes and I've got to have some Brussels sprouts, whatever I'm going to plant. If I just take all the seeds and I just throw them in each on top of each other, Nobody's going to take and and create a spot of land where I'm planting four different vegetables in the same exact place because, well, I'm going to make sure that I fertilize them really well. They all need different types of fertilizer. I'm going to make sure that I weed really well, except that if I weed this one, I might damage that one. Right. Each different vegetable needs different nutrients to really help it thrive. The same thing is true about our time. If I am going to be a good time manager, I need to be thinking about what exactly am I going to do during this time? So here are the four different types of time and task management that I need to become really good at. The first is what we call busy work. The second is brainstorm time. The third is breakdown time. And then the fourth is bulldozer time. So we've got busy work, brainstorm, breakdown, and bulldozer. If you mix them, you're not being intentional. If you're not intentional, you're going to end up being busy and stressed out. Our culture is so busy and so stressed out that we we actually stop believing that you can do a job that's important without being busy and stressed out. It's true. But but that's not true. Like Mother Teresa didn't go around day to day being busy and stressed out. Gandhi didn't go around day to day being busy and stressed out. The way to do that, though, is we have to be very, very intentional. Busy work time. Give give us some examples of what busy work. What is busy work time? Yeah. So busy work time is kind of like the lowest producer on the time management or task management ladder. It's at the bottom of the rung. Busy work represents tasks that you can do in under 10 minutes looking at my calendar, checking emails, cleaning up the office. The primary objective of busy work is twofold. One, check off boxes. And two, get the stuff out of my head. Imagine that you have a hallway and the hallway is about four feet wide and stacked on one side of the hallway is like 20 chairs. If I'm going to be working in that hallway, the first thing that I've got to do is I got to make sure there's no chairs in the middle of the hallway so that I can walk down the hallway and I can work in the hallway and I can think. Now, if I want to pick up one of the chairs, that's great. I can pick the chair out. I can move it around. I can look at it. I can fix it. I put it back. I slide it back to the side of the hallway. Most people, their brain is like that hallway, except instead of all the chairs being stacked up on one side of the wall, 
all of the chairs are pulled out into the middle of the hallway. And so when I'm trying to walk down that hallway or get any work done, I keep bumping into chairs. So we keep bumping into all of the tasks that are on our radar or have come into contact with our brain that we don't have a plan or a system or a way of getting them out of our brain. That is what causes stress. When I look at that hallway, just if I go to show up to work and I look down that hallway and I see like 30 chairs all in different positions all over the room, I'm stressed. There's an emotional feeling like, oh, this actually is making me feel horrible. Busy work can either add stress to you by pulling more chairs out and putting them in front of you, or it can decrease stress from you by moving all the chairs over to the side of the hallway and getting things out of your head and into a system that you can trust. So in our head, we're going to have a lot of projects that we've got to do, a lot of tasks that we got to do, a lot of meetings that we got to do. One of the most important things that you can do with busy work is line up all the chairs, you know, put them in a row so that you can work on the thing that's right in front of you without having to worry about all of the other stuff. Yeah. Another thing that you can do in busy work that I am like personally a fan of, this is a bigger deal to me than it is to other people, is I like to have my environment set up really well. So in our work, we've got storage areas where I like store my stuff. We also have kind of our prep areas. Busy work is the time where you prep all the stuff that you're going to do. Well, I'm going to work on the Jones account. I got to run over to the storage and then I've got to get the Jones account ready. Then I also have the action areas. This is the desk that's right in front of me. So the second thing that I do is arrange my storage areas, my prep areas, and my action areas. And then finally, the third thing that I do in the busy work is I knock out any of the tasks that I can do in five minutes or less. If there's something that I can do, check the box. I feel good. I feel like, hey, I'm getting something accomplished. Busy work, if, if I have a calendar and I want to be intentional about my time, one of the first things that I want to do to put on my calendar is this is appropriate time for busy work. Now, the thing about busy work is, like every other task, there's always going to be more than I can actually get done. So I don't want to just do busy work forever. I don't want to spend my whole day doing just busy work or I won't actually get anything done. It won't get rid of my stress. You have just listened to the first in a two-part conversation about effective time management for leaders. This conversation will be completed in our next episode. We want our listeners to remember that you are doing better than you think You have more potential than you know, and we thank you for growing with GrowAbility. The mission of GrowAbility is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit GrowAbility.com and speak with a certified GrowAbility coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend. 